Yeah, everything. I, what I've learned about the Lord these last ten years is everything He does is intentional, mm. um, and He only has one intention. There's not. I, I don't think He's as interested in results and like success like we are. He, uh, for me, He made me make these movies, and he, he walked me through these things because it led to this profound friendship between us, mm. and that you know for me that was. That was the end goal for him. The fact that other people are being blessed is like gravy. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have the amazing privilege of talking with Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson is the founder of WP Films, a film and television production company that focuses on creating media that creatively and powerfully advances the kingdom of God around the world. Uh, You've probably seen his films. His first five films were Finger of God, Furious Love, Father of Lights, Holy Ghost, and Holy Ghost Reborn, and they have uh, transformed the spiritual climate uh, really in the worldwide church. He's currently working on a new film and a variety of TV shows, including Adventures with God, and he's also written three books. He's a busy man. The books are Filming God, Finding God in the Bible, and God Adventures. Thanks for coming on the show, Darren. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Darren is jealously sitting on his porch in sunny South Carolina while I am cloistered away in cold weather in North Carolina, and it doesn't make sense, but I'm, you know. Yep, just, watch, just watching the birds flying by and eating, eating my bird seed. You know, great. Yeah. Like yeah, so you were, in, in, in uh, talking a little bit before the show, you were based out of Chicago for a while, right? I was. I was there for like, gosh, I think more than 20 years. That's awesome. And so how long have you been in the South Carolina area? We've been down here for three years. We've been down here about three years ago. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I, I will say that your films, uh, I ran across them on Netflix, and it was addictive to watch them. They were um, compelling. They were provoking, convicting. Um, after I watched your films, I mean, I was like, okay, I think I'm still a Christian, but I need yeah. to do something. <laughs> it, 
was like, I was every every time I film, that's about how I feel. It's just like I was so provoked. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so. um, The things that you've captured on film are, you know, some of it's incredible, right? And I won't ruin all that, but but just the things that you've done, uh, you know, going into the temple in India and praying, you know, incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also been uh, storylines that are extremely accessible, extremely, to where as a Christian, you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I know I've got the power of God in me, and he's just filming people walking across the street and seeing miracles. What am I doing? <laughs> So, all right, enough, enough of me talking. So let me let me uh, ask you a couple questions. The reason I wanted to have you on the show was uh, it seems from your films you have a sort of an idea of where you want to go. Is that is that accurate? Very, yes, very much so. Uh, can you describe any one of the films that we kind of uh, listed there where you really um, had a if you will, a big idea of what you wanted, but you didn't quite know how to pull it off or get there. Yeah, no, that's all of them. I mean, you start at the beginning, the first movie, all I knew for the first movie that was that I, I, and this is literally what I would tell people when I would film them, I think I'm making a movie about miracles. And that was it. That's all I, that's all I really knew. Um, once I had kind of created that one and kind of stumbled through it, I kind of had a, I guess you'd call it like a template that the other films could kind of like um, feed from. And so I remember the, the most, probably the most difficult one was Furious Love, my second one, because I was trying to film, like I was trying to film what love is. And I remember people would always ask me, how in the world can you film, like can you, can you actually film love? And I'm like, I, I don't know, you know? So what I, what I kind of, the had to do there was I went to the opposite extreme and went to the, the darkest places that I could find to, to kind of, you know, show the contrast between darkness and light and, and, and you know, evil versus love kind of thing. Um, and then Father of Light, I just, I knew I had a, a bogus view of the father I, because I, I, I was starting to learn a lot more about him. And so it was really just an exploration. Uh, that's really what my films are. For me personally, I make them for me. I don't make them for anybody else. Um, it starts off with something that I, I really want to know. Um, and, you know, it, whether it's overcoming a, a, a fear of something, you know, for Holy Ghost, I, I really was nervous about the Holy Spirit. And um, so and I felt the Lord asking me to make a movie about the Holy Spirit. You know, I was like, okay, well, let's do it. But, you know. I'll do it under one condition. You, know, you have to direct the whole thing. So I wanted to make the first film in history those, you know, as much as possible, completely led by the Holy Spirit. So those are kind of like the, the that's like the kernel. I guess I, I, there's a kernel idea that I start with, and then it, and then it, it, the rest of the process is figuring out what the what the larger story is that's attached to that that kind of seed that kernel. Well, well, let's back up a little bit. Uh, I think I heard uh, in your backstory that you were a professor. Is that true? Yes, I was a professor for 13 years at Justin College up in uh, in Chicago. And, and what were you a professor of? Uh, well, when I started filming, I was still a professor. I was an English professor, um, and then once I started making movies, I kind of switched over and was teaching a lot of media stuff and filmmaking. So let's go back to that 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 sort of um, crossroads. Why film? 
you know, what you just, you love film. Uh, I mean, how did you even go that direction? Uh, um, yeah, I, I never wanted to make, I never wanted to be a director. Um, I always loved movies, but I was a writer. Um, I thought, you know, my calling was to write books and, and screenplays. But uh, had a had a pretty profound and radical encounter with God um, in I believe it was May of 2006, and um, knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that He was asking me to to make a film. And at the time, I thought it was a short film about miracles. And um, so I just started. I borrowed some equipment from my school where I taught, and uh, started shooting some stuff that I was hearing about around the Chicago area. And it just kind of you know, went from a 15-minute film to a 45-minute film, and then once I, I I realized I was going to go to Africa to film, I'm like, oh, I might I might have a feature here. So it was really just it was literally stumbling through, not really knowing what I was doing um, or even even how to do it. It was because uh, nobody had ever done anything like it before. I mean, the, the type of movie that I was making uh, really hadn't been done. So yeah, I just it was very it was almost accidental but you know looking back you see God's hand all over it so when you refer to that encounter how did you know like did the Lord just say I want you to make a film or or how did you know well okay so yeah okay so I mean it's a a big story so I'm trying to condense it Um, basically uh, about Five or six months before I had this encounter with God, um, I had actually, for the first time in my life, I'd asked God for an idea. Um, okay. Up until then, I, I had a very, uh, how would I put it, um, a very problematic relationship with God up until this point. Uh, I was very, I, I, I believed in him. Um, I loved him, but if, if you put a gun to my head, I would say I don't trust him at all. And so it was very, I just tried to keep him at a safe distance. Um, but, you know, do enough to still feel like I'm a halfway decent Christian. But um, so, I, but I remember I, was, I had my first case of writer's block. So I, I asked him for an idea, and, he get, and just, it was just like an explosion in my head five minutes later. I just, it was an idea that I would never thought of before. Um, but then it was like, I don't, it's a film. I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't have any money. I don't know anybody. And so I just kind of put it on the shelf and walked away. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm famous someday, I'll come back, and this will be my a little thing that I'll do for God. But, um, yeah, so then about six months later, I had this encounter at a church, uh, and it was, a, I actually had an encounter with an angel. Uh, I know it sounds really weird, but... Uh, I just thought, talked to... Thought uh, our, our guest last week uh, it just had an encounter with an angel in a car, so it's kind of oh, a yeah? trend. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, never, I, never, I never know who exactly I'm talking to. I was going to tiptoe around some of these weird things. But, uh, no, it was a very, very powerful encounter with an angel named Breakthrough. Um, he asked me three times, are you ready? Uh, I was like, I don't know what the heck he's talking about, but I just said yes three times. And then he finally looked at me and he said, make that movie. And uh, then he went away. And shortly after that, then I had, had another kind of just encounter with the Father. And, uh, and, and for the first time, I really understood his love for me, and then at that point, I was just like, I was done. I'm like, whatever, whatever you want me to do. So that's when I started kind of heading down the road and picking up a camera. And okay, it's like it's time to let's just try to let's see where this thing goes. And um, it turned into a phenomenon. Yeah, man, that is a that is an incredible story. What's incredible is 
God's um, God had an idea for Darren and what Darren would do, and you didn't quite know. Uh oh. No, I mean real. I mean, really. I mean, I, I, I was just talking to a guy a couple weeks ago who profoundly, he wrote a book called Invention, a guy named Justin Camp, and uh, he had this idea that, look, God had something in mind when he created you, like before you were created, and to discover, and there's intention, and so how God kind of unveils and and allows people to s- discover that is, you know, to each body, everybody has their own journey, right? But um, right, yeah, and he he walks at your own at your own. He goes at your pace. He's yep. not gonna, you know, if you, if, if it's gonna take you a lifetime to finally get around to trusting him enough to take a step, then he'll wait. He'll wait a lifetime. He's not in a hurry. Yeah, but, yeah. Of course, it, you miss out on all the fun stuff of life, but you know. And I love that it's. I love that your what you the story you describe is God's love unlocked the idea versus it just being, wow, here's this dream or goal or idea or creative thing, which can be fraught with a lot of anxiety of, oh, crap, how am I going to do that? Or what's how the, you know, whereas God's love kind of washes over that and says, just, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, everything, I, what I've learned about the Lord these last 10 years is everything he does is intentional. Um, and he only has one intention. There's not, I, I don't think he's as interested in results and like success like we are. He, uh, for me, he made me make these movies and, and he, he walked me through these things because it led to this profound friendship between us. Mm. And that, you know, for me, that was, that was the end goal for him. The fact that other people are being blessed is like gravy. But, you know, I think, when he wants, when you're partnering with him creatively, the whole point is, yes, it's to, it's to make something wonderful and it's to, to bless people, it's to promote people, whatever. But really, the best part of it is is the relationship that you forge with him. And, um, you know, for me, that was the only way he could reach me because I, I had my walls up. And the only way he could get to me was through kind of my creative my creative self, because that's the one part that was like, that that meant the most to me, and so that's what he was going to go after. Oh, man. That's really good. So how have you found in the process God has been particular, like how he has particularly given you ideas or given you guidance or sort of said, you know, go left here, not right. You know, how, how have you found that to be, how, how does that look for you? Well, it's changed throughout the years, obviously. So the beginning, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't hear him at all. There is no way I could ever trust that I could hear from the Lord. So in the very beginning for finger, finger of God, it was all, you know, I was, I was constantly filming, you know, very spiritual, very prophetic people, and they would hear hear from God all the time for me. And you know, so I got I was constantly getting these just different words and different like you know pointing me over here and pointing me over there. I think God has this for you or whatever. And I just kind of that's what I mean. I just kind of followed and stumbled around um, until I found what what you know where He was trying to take me. Now then, over the years, that's obviously I've obviously developed my own ability to to kind of talk with the Lord and hear Him. 
for myself. And so now it's very much, um, it's very much a relationship. It's very much a partnership. Um, you know, for this next movie that I'm making, I went off for, for two days um, and literally lived in a treehouse for two days down here in South Carolina and um, just turned off everything and was just like, all right, I'm not come, I'm not leaving this place until, you know, you, you tell me what, what's on your heart because um, whatever's on your heart is, is going to, I know it's going to burn my heart. So, um, you know, it was just, it was just, it was listening. It was, it was talking, listening, journaling. Um, sometimes he'll give me dreams. Sometimes he'll give other people dreams. Um, there's, there's a wide variety of ways that he, he communicates to me. Um, but for the most part, it's just, I get an idea and um, I know it's from him because I, I know what his flavor of ideas feels like versus my own my own flavor, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So it sounds like it's kind of been a journey of outside in, right? So I don't quite know, but, yes. you know, Prophet Joe and Prophet Jane <laughs> are, yes. are pointing this direction. Uh, where d- did Holy Ghost kind of, um, is that kind of where the rubber met the road for you personally? Like, okay, I'm going to have to, to own this guidance and... and was it- well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I would say the thing that unlocked everything for me was the end of Father of Light. Um, you know, because up until then, everything that I made, I always, I would go film places, uh, and I always had a backup plan because I was never really trusting that God would actually show up for me. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'd go to like, I'm going to film this ministry, and then, you know, we'll take a day or two, we'll go out on the streets and just see if, if anything happens. So at least I have something to, that you know on film. But um, at the end of Father of Lights, you know, when we we, we were able, I was able to get into the Dome of the Rock um, in Israel, which is impossible. Um, that was that was the, the probably the first time in my life where my belief that God would do something for me outweighed my doubt that He wouldn't. And uh, it was that to me that was when our friendship was truly formed, um, and I knew that I can trust Him for anything. And so then, for, that's why for Holy Ghost, you know, I'm always trying to, like, push my own boundaries creatively. Um, I never want to, I don't want to make the same thing again. So, you know, Holy Ghost, it was like, Holy Ghost and Holy Ghost Reborn. It was really about, you know, I want to I want to make this thing with no safety net. No, there's no, I'm not going to see ministries. I am going to just, Lord, where are you telling me where to go? We get on a plane. I hire a film crew. We show up. They look at me and say, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why we're here. But we have to go find an adventure. Uh-huh. And so it was literally, that was how the whole thing, it was the most stressful movie to make in the world. But um, it was it was pretty pretty astounding to see God, um, to, to see him moving in ways that he, he had told me he was going to move. It was, it was just bizarre um, and, and really, really, really cool. Yeah, it was it was amazing to watch the the Dome of the Rock. Can you just quickly tell that story? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't. Okay, it. all right, um, oh, fair enough. Then that's that's <laughs> no, I will I will give I will give that. So, Father of Lights, you want to see that amazing story? Go see that film. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, let's just put it this way. Uh, I showed up in Israel. I, I wanted to get into the Dome of the Rock. Uh, which no, since 2000, I think one, no non-Muslims are allowed inside. Um, and uh, I didn't know anybody in the city. 
and uh, I, I had 24 hours to, to figure out a way in, and uh, God miraculously, through the craziest series of events, it took him about 12 hours to get me in. Um, went in, cameras ablazing, you know, pr- went to their Holy of Holies, you know, prayed the Holy Spirit to to just own this place, you know, and all their, they're like, they, they ushered us in. It was, it was it's absolutely incredible. To this day, it's probably the, probably the best thing that I'll, I'll ever feel. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that in your experience with all of this, that you, uh, you have found that um, God has a sense of humor or is playful? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you have to remember, I mean, a lot of people forget, because here's the problem. Everybody views God like he's church, Yeah. right? Because that's like where most people go to, like, you know, encounter God or, you know, to, to do God stuff. We go to church. And, like, God isn't anything like church, you know? I mean, he's, he's like us. I mean, his spirit is in us, and, and he created us in his image, and that's everything. That's sense of humor, that, um, you know, joy, sadness, um, anger. I mean, he's got it all, you know, and it's, um, I, he's, he's delightfully playful and he'll do stuff sometimes that I'm just like, man, are you serious? Like, you know, he, he just did, I, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly what, what, it, what it was that happened, but it, he did like, it was like a 10 year practical joke on me where like he set something up. And 10 years later, I'm, like, returning to the exact spot where everything started. And I, and he couldn't have predicted it. It was just – it's just – he does these little things where, um, like, kind of the little details that, that only – I don't know, that only he can do. And I just – I feel like he's – you know, the thing that's always frustrating me about God is that he's invisible. Okay, I think a lot of people get frustrated about this. Mm-hmm. So he constantly has to do things to kind of get our attention because we never get to actually see him. And so I think that's a lot of times why, you know, for instance, he'll wait to the very last minute to answer your prayer. You know, like he wants you to be, to be aware, like this is actually me. I'm actually here. And yes, you can actually trust me. Um, but you know, he just, he, I, I just find him when you're, when you're constantly listening to him and trying to find him um, in your life, you're going to, he's going to, He's going to blow you away, and he's going to, he's going to do a lot of things that are very uh, surprising. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think the thing uh, in that in that analogy is the God of church feels very orderly, um, yeah. uh, structured, orderly, timely, uh, somewhat predictable to some degree. Yeah, uh, whereas fairly boring. Uh, yes, so let's. <laughs> And I would say, yet, yet the thing that I feel like you've been able to capture in in an, a beautiful way, and I've talked to a lot of folks that that have this view, and I've had this experience, is there is a very unpredictable, wild, um, you know. That's why it's so funny to talk about God having a sense of humor, because it's just sort of the unexpected, right? Yeah. Um, that yeah. that is that makes life wonderful. You know, it really does. But it, it's people don't really attribute those kind of whimsical things and wild things to God. Yeah. Well, remember, he's the, he is creativity itself. I mean, he's the most creative being in the universe. 
Hmm. And even Jesus, I mean, he never did anything really the same way twice. He didn't heal people the same way. You know, one guy, he, he spits on his eyes. Another guy, he just tells him your faith has healed you. You know, it's like he, he'll do things all the time, different ways, and was always keeping people on their toes. Hmm. Uh, was always was always surprising even his own disciples. Um, he's and, and Jesus is the, the, the is the perfect representation of the Father. So what you see in Jesus is what you get in God. You know what I mean? So like he's he just doesn't. Yeah, he's not uh, he's not church. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Amen. Hey, so you've got it a, a very interesting quote, and I just want to get your take on it. Um, you have a quote in your bio from the vice president of productions for Columbia Pictures that says mm-hmm. that you are one of the most innovative filmmakers uh, of faith today. What What is your take on that quote? Your opinion? Um, Besides, it's a great endorsement. I mean, I mean that's amazing, right? It's, but it's one of, yeah, yeah, Devon's amazing. Um, I don't know. I. I guess I just try to be, when I look at the kind of the faith, the, the realm of faith storytelling, let's put it, um, I just think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people who just play it safe. Um, and for me, it's just, I just, I like to push the boundaries. I like to, um, I like to do things new. I like to do things that haven't been done before. And um, I like to, it's like I just want to be really, really, really honest. And I think we need more people, especially Christians, to just be honest and, like, let's talk about the stuff that freaks us out about God or that, um, that makes us mad about him or, you know, that, uh, that we're really struggling with. And I think if we do that, I think that's why people respond to my film so much is because there's a, there's a real kind of undercurrent of honesty in them where I'm just, I'm just a guy like you trying to figure this stuff out. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm encountering these people who are blowing me away as much as they're blowing you away. And like, let's just go on this journey together and let's wrestle with stuff together. Mm. And so I think, I think when Devon's saying that, you know, I mean, innovative, I mean, there's just the types of movies I make, there's not really anybody who's kind of crazy enough to, to do them, but um, I don't want to make like just, Normal film. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, there, there was a quote by a guy that I had on. Uh, I guess he, this is the podcast that quote my former guest. Uh, but he said, a signature of God is when somebody says, where did that come from? Like, where did this come from? Like, this just came out of the blue. Like, you know, there's formulas for creating films and books and, and right. this and that. And, and everybody kind of get in line and do the thing that, quote, will, you know, increase your probability of success and all this other crap. And yet, yeah, and right. yet, yet there's this God who can, will do the, where did that come from? And it catches people off guard. And I think that's part of the signature. I th- my take on his quote is, is recognizing that. Whoa, this is different. Hmm. This is innovative. That's good. That's a good point. This is, yeah. this is not like everything that I'm seeing. And I think that's a hand, that is a thumbprint of the Lord because that's kind of how he rolls yeah. <laughs> in people's lives, you that's know, really too. Good. So, awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Well, you know, I, it has been a real privilege to talk to you. I, I am uh, a huge I, – I just think what you're doing is awesome. And, and, the, and the fact that you and God are better friends, that's just the coolest. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. That's part of my job. It's, it's a grow a friendship with them. It's awesome. Yeah, and, and as creatives, for those that listen, you know, that's kind of so much of us get caught up in the success of it, right? Or the notoriety of something, whereas truly the goals and the objectives that the Lord may have in mind are, are, are the intimacy, friendship, closeness, um, knowing yeah, his and, heart. You know, and, and I can speak to, to, to something there, too, that I don't think is talked about very much. You know, I've, I've had a pretty decent amount of success with these films. I mean, we've had, for Holy Ghost, we have 1.2 million people um, tuning in to watch it in the first 24 hours. Um, wow. And it's, but it's funny because the, the more success I find, the more I realize how empty it is. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's nothing there. And what's funny is, is us creatives, we're constantly chasing this kind of elusive thing called success. And so I always, one of the first things I'll ask people when, I, when I'm brought in to speak is, okay, so... So what is what would define success for you? Is it okay, getting a book published? It's getting a, a movie in, in a theater? Like okay, well, what happens when that actually happens? Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden success becomes something else. But and so and but there's nothing there. Like there's no you're going to get there and you're you're going to have that moment and then it's going to be over and you're going to be like that's that's it. Like you know because the next morning you wake up and you have to eat breakfast and it's like what are you going to do now? And so for me, what, what, <laughs> yeah. I, what I've learned is it's not about chasing success. It's about enjoying the journey. If you can't enjoy the journey, like you're missing the whole point. The point of this thing is to journey with him and to, to learn how to partner with him, to become friends with him, mm. um, and then and enjoy the success that he brings you with him. And that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just, you know, you're doing this, you're really doing this for yourself. And if you're, if, if that's what you're doing, you're not going to find anything at the end of that road. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, I, I'll, I think we'll end with that mic drop. <laughs> that, uh, that, I mean, that's, I mean, said, said from your perspective, that is a mic drop, man. That, that is really, that's really good. Well, thank you, Darren, for coming on. I, I hear the birds. I, enjoy the weather. You know, I won't hate you for it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. And thank you so much for coming on, Darren. Hey, you've reached the end of the podcast, and this is the part where I'm going to tell you some cool stuff. First off, go check out our website thekindlingfire.com. There you can become a fire starter. I've got a Facebook Messenger community that is getting updates and uh, are able to subscribe to 30 Day Fire Starter Challenge or our Bible devotionals, and it's all through Facebook Messenger. So you got to go to the website and sign up. It says join the fire starters. That's the number one thing. Number two is I love music and I love worship music. And so I've created some great playlists on Spotify. If you use Spotify, just search The Kindling Fire and you'll find the playlist there and you can follow those. And lastly is on Instagram, I'm kicking off Firestarter Fridays. And so every Friday I'm going to be posting uh, motivational videos. So if you are on Instagram, go follow us at The Kindling Fire and be sure to check us out every Friday. Okay, I think that's it. Be awesome.